This is the No Stroke Podcast with your co-hosts, David Dancero and Michael Garrow, helping you to support and thrive in life after stroke. Their podcast is designed for educational and community support purposes only and should not replace medical treatment and guidance of your own health professional team. Welcome, everybody, to Episode 7 of the No Stroke Podcast. Hi there, Michael. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Episode 7, we're flying along. You see, I was... In the, I was in the heat of the summer. Yeah, and uh, Hurricane Elsa, Ilsa has yeah. passed us. Is it Elsa? I, I got... I was lucky. I was able... So, I didn't even tell you. I bought, I bought myself a new car recently. Oh, that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. just uh, first first car since congratulations I've been in high school. <laughs> congratulations! Yeah, that's a big. Yeah. That is a big deal. I was I've got quite it. happy, but I, I was fortunate with it. Oh, go ahead. The only thing I got new, Mike, was a new shiner from uh, the pandemic puppy, who's now almost seventy pounds. So. Um, it makes you look tough. Though. You don't see it on the podcast, but if anyone's, if we do, we have people watching our YouTube channel yet. It's up there. If, if and I was gonna, I was going to, I didn't have time because like, we both been busy. I was gonna surprise you with my new Zoom No Stroke Podcast background, but maybe that will be the next one. You know, everyone seems to be using Oof. me. Um, yeah, so I'm working on branding. Working on branding. Who knows? Maybe T-shirts will be next on the uh, Enable Us website. So anyway, enough <laughs> we'll get about there soon. We're uh, so congratulations on the new vehicle. You'll have to make a, a trip up so that we yeah. can do a maybe a second, you know, uh, live uh, episode of the uh, the podcast uh, in the near future. So we'll get it done soon. Yeah, uh, I was just gonna say I was lucky and fortunate. My dad was my dad uh, had service, so I was able to sneak in the bay today and. I was able to avoid all the rain and nasty wind. Oh, that, uh, I was going to say that the would storm have, brought us. So that would have been bad luck on for a the new, new paint car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Now you're now, Mike. You're going to be one of those folks that parks your car like eight eight you know blocks from the gym and the empty bay because you don't want any dings, right? <laughs> uh, not that guy. No. But, all right. Well, congrats. Yeah. I just I had to park it in the city this weekend, so. It, okay. It, All right. It was trial by fire for me. All right. So episode seven, David, we're going to jump in with our theme that we started last week with hot off the press, right? So it's been an interesting week, definitely two weeks since we connected, I believe. But, mm-hmm. you know, what, what we're trying to take a look at this week are a few topics that, that I was able to take a, take a look into and, and dive in you know, at a, at a high level. And then what we'll have you do, Dave, is kind of pick one that, that sticks out to you and give us your 411 on it. Sounds good. All right. So here we go. Topic number one is a Medscape article with the title, Walking Speed Following Stroke, A Good Predictor of Recovery? Question mark. I thought that was quite interesting. One, obviously, from your angle as a PhD and you've been quite an advocate for gate, but also goes back to our previous guest Banga with the new gate and some of the work that he's trying to do. So I already think I have a little suspicion what I think you're going to dive into here, but (laughs) we'll move on. Uh, Topic number two, there's a new app out of the UK, actually not positive if it's on a 
the US Apple Store, but for any of our Irish, UK, European audience that's listening, um, we have the, sorry, the um, name of the app is called iReadMe. Um, and it's, you know, there's a few of these apps out there. Um, so I guess, you know, we'll see if it's going to be a game changer. But nice to see, you know, that those apps starting to open up and, you know, it's, it's more just the reason, all right, there's so many out there, which one do I choose? So I know we'll be diving into that a little later, but um, that's topic number two for you. Um, and for topic three, there is a new study out of Australia looking at occupational therapy in the home. Uh, so it's been forced upon us during the pandemic to have what we can for PT, OT, speech and language be done at home. But because it was rolled out so quickly, you know, there's not really any solid evidence behind it yet to say, all right, how much, how often, you know, at, at what time. So that's what the, uh, the folks over in Aus- sunny Australia, or is it sunny? No, it's winter time for them now. So it's <laughs> yeah. not so not so sunny Australia at the moment um, are working on. So topic one, two, three. What do you got for me, David? I think I'm going to stay with the gate theme. Um, you know, we've had, we've had some great guests that uh, seem to be um, even last, last week, our last episode, speaking with Benga uh, Adiko from Newgate. Um, and I've been doing some, some more research into gate for a project I'm working on and the dual task component of the first, uh, article you mentioned i think it's worth putting all three of those in the news in our show notes um but Mm -hmm. i'll just you know touch briefly on the idea behind um gate speed predicting long-term outcomes and stroke and and this was actually a second look at some of this data but um it, it it was interesting to look at how um you know first of all if, 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 if folks have experienced this themselves or know someone that's had a stroke when they're first recovering gait and, and it, it, it's often not automatic. And you might notice if you're walking with someone that's had a stroke, often they're not able to, um, even really talk to you while they're walking. Cause a lot of their energies and a lot of their cognitive, cognitive abilities are, you know, at, at, are, 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 are or put to a higher level task. In other words, you know, I, I experienced this myself early on, Mike. So it's really mm. one of the reasons that, um, you know, it, and I've shared this before on one of our other podcasts, when we talked about, you know, I used to, I used to have to tell myself in the brain, my brain almost create like a, a, a metronome telling myself step, step, step. Cause I was afraid of tripping and falling with my impaired left side. And, you know, when we, when we looked at, when we looked at, um, you know, products that, and hope we can dive into our marketplace and, you know, where a lot of these tools and, and accessing these things come up. Cause like Benga had a, from last week had a perfect example around how putting a product in the hands of someone who he knew well, his best friend's mom who had had a stroke, just putting that simple tool. And I don't want to minimize the technology behind what Benga's product does, but there you can get into the discussion around high tech 
or high touch. And we've had some high tech guests on about with products around restoring mobility. But when it comes to gait, um, you know, if we, if we, if we break it down to even its simplest terms, it's, it's accessing those things. So it's whether high tech or mm -hmm. high touch, but it's really breaking down the barriers. And that's really like, like in the news, like the scientific stuff that happens in the lab. Um, but it's translating that into real life access, right? So we can talk about, you know, dual task, which this article cited is a big area of interest right now. And it's, it's trying to help restore function, but it is a, it's a heavy, you know, an example for those that this term might be new to is um, a therapist training someone to practice gait and to maybe improve gait speed and gait confidence might walk with that individual and then might ask them to recite or spell dog backwards. So that's like a very basic example and there are higher level things, but there's a whole level of processing. And in the study, it showed that those slower walkers, everyone in the training protocol made some um, improvements over the training period. But those slower walkers, when they introduced tool task training, did not improve as much because they, they if you think of it, they almost had to slow down to be able to process while they were walking and being challenged yeah. mentally, you know, through another cognitive task. So, um, yeah, I mean, it makes total sense. You know, the more effort that is going into something, the more focus, you know, that that cognitive focus is going to be there. And that's why, you know, the, the importance of just getting this rehab, especially when you're looking at the acute stage, it's so vital and it's reps, 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 like we've been talking about for so long, you know, the more comfortable survivors could be at those early stages, you know, it's just going to set them up further for down yeah. the line. But yeah, there's, but I, I know you, you pulled a few bits out of there, David, and, and I know you mentioned one thing around, you know, marketplace, but I think, before before we touch on that, I think what we and I, you know, you you know, we were connecting before this just over text, you know, as we were setting up the call. And, you know, we, we were going back and forth this week, really in two different scenarios, real life experiences for the both of us, where we had people come across our paths and just out of pure, you know, understanding of that we know this area a bit, you know, better than most. Or, you know, just the facts that, you know, we know folks who have gone through some of these real life experiences of having a stroke, but now having the difficulty of saying, all right, I need this for my care, for either my wife, my mother, you know, who, who's had a stroke. And, you know, it's, it's the access to that. You know, I've, I watched someone go on to, you know, Amazon and tried to hunt for some specific type of device that could work for the person close to them and it's confusing it's difficult it's it's a mind maze really uh, of just where to go and how to how to get this you know so i i know you've had a similar instance as well was it around the the home monitoring you know? yeah absolutely no i'm glad you brought that up because you know that was that actually was just you know a few days ago i you know i've directly related to patient care um 
had you know someone reach out and say look it's really overwhelming I, I you know i'm finally um i I'm going to use the term giving in, but hesitantly, they agreed that they, they know that they need to have some monitoring at home and for peace of mind, um, that it's a big step, it, it a is big a big, step. it is yeah. a big step, yeah. you know, to yeah. admit I that yeah. they're, you know, cause that's, that's a big thing in fall prevention and the courses and certification I took is oftentimes the last group that someone who knows they're at high risk will admit to is their own family that they've yeah. had falls. And it's the first thing as a therapist, I'm trained to ask in confidence, how many times have you fallen is, you know, is the fear of falling limiting your mobility? And oftentimes it's yes. And they won't, mm -hmm. they won't, they will not say that until oftentimes after a fall with the family member. So, but in, in, in the example that applies here, they were absolutely confused and didn't know where like Amazon or looking, even looking through AR, AARP's catalog, which has probably yeah. five of these devices, but it's still your, you know, some of them have hubs and things and other things are just direct sensors and things. Some of them are not sensors on the body at all. They're in the room. And then you yeah. can come up with concerns around maybe privacy, but there's no, yeah. like you mentioned, no coordinated area. Uh, and again, it's with, with stroke too, and Parkinson's and, and many other, and just, just in general, um, folks that are, that are, are aging, um, we, there needs to be better coordinated, um, connection to be able to, uh, make, make someone feel comfortable that they, you know, made the right choice in what they're mm -hmm. selecting. Um, yeah. I think that's a good point and and just quickly maybe you know for folks who are, are new to the podcast or new to the the area of stroke rehab or you know rehab technology in general um when we're talking about remote rehab or um sorry remote monitoring what that is is the use of sensor devices uh, either in a cell phone or worn on a wrist you know every apple watch fitbit uh, you know, Garmin device that, that you wear on your wrist um, has a, a type of sensor in it that could track quick motion. So if, if you or a loved one was to have a fall, it would alert that that sensor would create an alert, which goes to a, a system which is in the person's home. And that automatically is triggered back to you know, I know my dad used to install these things way back in the day and I would be going home to home with them. And it used to be, you know, a call center or go right to 911, but now they actually have apps set up. So caregivers, you know, a loved one, your neighbor could be connected in and kind of be that first response to you. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you're, everyone in, in that family unit could be notified if there was a, a fall. Um, obviously, the, which would then trigger 911 and those things. But yeah, remote monitoring, is, is a big area and especially, you know, for folks who are at risk of falls. I know my grandfather, for instance, he's, he's up there in age, you know, and he's mm -hmm. a bit shaky even before a beer, but, um, <laughs> you know, he, <laughs> he, uh, you know, he's he, same type of thing. It's funny you say that because a lot of folks are going to say, ah, oh, no, I don't, I don't need this. I don't need that. You know? yeah. But again, I've kind of come into the same, boat as you were saying it's like all right when it is time to go try to find one of these things how do we go and do it you know 
you could only read so many reviews of something that's on Amazon or on, you know, any you know, Best Buy, something like that, and trying to dive into Google. But I think what, what we've been talking about for ever really, what is it now? <laughs> Close to two years, David, ever yeah. since we connected, you know, it's bringing these things together into one place, right? So how are we able to make it easy and seamless for a stroke survivor, a caregiver, a loved one to, to identify what's needed for that survivor and make it easy where, you know, you'd have reviews from real life, you know, survivors in a similar position to you, you know, and I, and I think it's, you know, it's, a, it's an easy concept, right? You know, and, and what we're, what we're seeing now is, you know, so much focus on AI devices and, you know, these just things, technologies and areas where tons and tons and tons of money are being pumped into for, yeah, will it help prevent story? You know, will, will there be outcomes from it? Yes. But, you know, how could we try to drive this focus and say, hey, guys, let's take a step back here. Like, let's just, you know, Amazon's done it well for, Absolutely. Me buying a, a new, you know, toilet paper during the pandemic, but it's like, you know, how do we, how do we make this an easy experience for survivors and caregivers as well? Yeah, yeah. Well, well said. And I think, I think it begins and maybe hopefully ends with us being able to um, continue this mission and find the right partners who um, also. S- see and understand why this is an area that this is, this is an itch that we've been trying to scratch for quite a bit, but also, you know, I, I didn't share this with you, Mike, but you know, it starts with education. And a- after last week's, it was last week, right. With, with Benga and Newgate, um, yeah. just sharing information. I had three people, um, two former patients and one from that we met with our community um, with all the advocacy we're doing, they, they sent me an unsolicited thank you. Just let, they didn't, they didn't know that that product existed and that it was yet so simple yet so effective referring to the new gate. So I think to keep like building this, idea around building a marketplace and connecting tools to drive recovery. The the right tool in stroke needs to happen at the right time. Because we we've talked about this many times about there are so mm-hmm. many complexities to stroke where you want to restore. We talked about about the importance of gate and in predicting outcomes through gate. But there's, you know, there's speech, there's there's recovering um, you know, you know, so many phases of care that the that the, the 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 opportunity in the education has to come as recovery um, moves through some of these phases. But I think it was, you know, it was a while ago when we were doing our early discovery, and this relates to, you know, some of the barriers that we described in terms of like not having a connected marketplace. Um, one of the one of the questions we asked our, our uh, clinicians and our rehab providers was, you know, like what, um, what is some of the most common 
reasons you see for readmission after stroke. And, and one was like poor medication adherence. But the second one that came up is lack of access in the home to rehab services. So, you know, which leads to, you know, probably higher fall risk, which leads to readmission. So mm-hmm. back to that theme of providing care at the right time and early on, but also continued. Now, I think, was it on our first or second session? We were, I think, in a news session talking about the, you know, the idea of treating and providing longer term care in recovery, much like they do in cardiac rehab, right? Yep. And yeah, I, I've had a few people say, I couldn't believe that, you know, comparing stroke rehab with cardiac rehab, it's just not a thing. Yeah. So I think as we dive in deeper and, and, and we continue to bring on some of the guests that we have um, on our wish list, I think, we, you know, I think maybe we can help give more answers to some of these pain points that folks have have reached out and, you know, I experienced, and, and, and you mentioned the same thing. You've come across folks that have just said, you know, how, how do, how do I get that assisted, um, you know, get the right tool to help someone transfer. I have three stairs mm-hmm. at home. What, 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 you know, what is the right, you know, maybe they have access to a therapist or maybe they don't, maybe, you know, their, um, their insurance is such that, if they're lucky to have it, maybe they don't have those aftercare supports. So um, I think the education piece around um, letting individual knows what, what's out there. And I think there is a lot more obviously work to be done, but understanding for us, understanding that marketplace. um, And yeah, it's a marketplace and it's, it's just trying to drill down these needs. You know, we see it every day. Yeah, and and what's funny is, you know, as we started this in the news topic, you know, it's it's almost it's frustrating. Yeah. You know, are are we seeing the right things being talked about, being funded, or is it a kind of blanket over, you know, the real pain points? And, you know, kind of putting my my business hat on, it's I've always been told, well, when you're coming up with, with new concepts, you know, follow the money. Follow the money, right? That's always Number one advice when, when either you're starting a company or you're looking yeah. you know, to, to aid a pain point. But following the money also, you know, leads to a point that you were just talking about. It, it's the prevention aspect. And unfortunately, we're, we're not quite there yet as a, you know, a healthcare industry as a whole. Because yeah. if we were to follow the money, it goes back to that readmission, you know, and if we were to prevent that in the first place. So right off the bat, when when you are post discharge when you're when you're ready to be home if we're creating that intensity and we're giving you access in one place for, to the right things for the continued length of time that you're going to be unfortunately the the lifetime that you'll be living as a stroke survivor that's the that's following the money at least yeah. and hey maybe i'm not the, <laughs> the guy to be saying it but i mean to me it makes sense so no, i think david what we need to do is get the right folks on here to yep. say, you know what, you guys are onto something here. Yep, <laughs> and that's then we'll be on the money. Absolutely the case, Mike. And and I'll just uh, I'll add, you know, and it'll be in the show notes. But um, the 
one of the comments from the Medscape article that we mentioned in the news, uh, it, I'll just read it quickly. It, it, they mentioned the next frontier, and this was uh, a, a doctor, uh, uh, Lewis Kaplan from uh, Harvard. He's a, a, a senior neurologist at BI in Boston. Uh, and he was commenting on this dual task and predicting outcomes with, with stroke, with gait. Um, and he said that um, recovery and rehab are going to be the next frontier in stroke neurology. And, and, I'm, I'm, and I'm saying, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm leading the charge saying, yes, finally, but why, why, why just now? You know, we, 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 we talked earlier about, yeah. you know, recovery in the home hearing, hearing everyone predicting from uh, international conference that that's the future too. So I think that we, we need to continue to lead this charge because we're, we're seeing this movement towards realizing that exercise is the best medicine, right? But coordinating that mm-hmm. care and putting in these systems in place and these, these rehab pathways or, you know, what, what, you know, when we said we at the outset, at the beginning of all this, we were, going to, you know, if we could wave our own magic wand, the question we asked a lot to a lot of the folks that we interviewed going through this process, um, that, that, that I think would be our magic wand answer about connecting care through a marketplace that provides the right tools, whether it be high tech or high touch and the, the, the connected, you know, community to do just that. And, you know, Mike, I know we talked earlier about, um, you know, when we hear like stroke survivors that we brought on, like Carolyn Goggin from a, a, a previous episode said, you know, young stroke survivor, what, 27 years old, uh, the, 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 the voice of our uh, no stroke podcast intro jingle now, we'll have to add. Um, but Shout said, Boston's, you know, the, Boston's newest, uh, and she's done well now. Yes, but, absolutely. Uh, what is the Boston seven, right? Boston Channel Seven, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, she Got said, out. "What? What? You know?" We asked her that question. She said, "Having someone or the ability, or have a system or a platform to connect her to someone like her who has been through what she has experienced, and to help her talk about what are the next steps." To and yeah. as simple as that. Well, look, it's pretty simple. It's not rocket science, right? I start a new job. What do they do? Put me with the senior person in my same position to show me the ropes, show me what's what to be doing to get to their position. It's we do it in in school, do it in in every aspect of life. Why not stroke recovery? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Let's end there because that, that <laughs> I can't. I, yeah. I mean, that's a perfect example. You know, yeah. you're yeah. onboarding. You're feeling like you know what you need to do because you have guidance and support to take your yeah. your skill set to the next level and unfortunately yeah. sometimes the doors close when you leave the hospital for many folks in our community so we got to we got to work hard to change that all right well i think it's been a good conversation today david any plans for the for your long or it's not a long weekend I, it's I, not a long no we were we... spoiled last weekend <laughs> oh shoot probably oh, it's um, a busy summer in general yeah, it is. And I, I, I think other than maybe picking up a bunch of branches and sticks and trying to get caught up on all the debris that fell from, I still have to now look up. Is it Elsa? Elsa? I, I, now I don't know, but the hurricane came through the East Coast here, right? So or, or we, we made it through. We did. A new Didn't car, lose power. No, no damage. 
Thanks, Not that I know of. And stepped out in a couple hours, so we'll see. But uh, no. the car's undercover, so yeah, yeah. Very good. Happy man. Send me a picture. <laughs> Will do. All right, David. And episode seven in the books. And any any folks out there who are in the rehab technology space who might be looking at this, whether you're a, a user of a device, a founder of a, a device that that's worked for you, get in touch. You know, we, we'd love to hear from you. you know, we, we're trying to you know build up our, our guest list. We have a few folks here lined up over the next few weeks, but we'd love to try to fit you in sometime in the autumn. And as well, it's, it's you know, Zoom's not free. Our, t- our time is, is a bit tight. So sponsorship, if there's oh. any, anything out there. Just we'd, today, we'd love to hear from you. I'm glad before I'm we blow glad. up and, and become big time. You know, you, I'm you glad get in you early said it. Now. We'll give we'll give a good discount. Yep, the subscriber list it starts. You know what we were. What, what, we, last episode we got to 1.6 mil. Was that? You know, so <laughs> there's got to be there's got to be um, some interest there. So let's leave it at that, Mike. It's been great catching up with you. Um, As always, and we will. Um, Hopefully have everyone back to uh, check in with our uh, next episode and uh, reach out to us. Um, like Mike said, if you're, if you're interested either sponsoring the show um, or you have a technology that you want to share with our community. So I think that's all for now, Mike. This is uh, until then be good. Take care. Bye everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the No Stroke Podcast. Be sure to tune in each week for more knowledge on stroke recovery in the brain with tips, technology, and interesting stroke thriver interviews where they share their success to enable you on your own healing journey. Make sure to hit the follow button on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to our show. Mike and I will love to ask you to rate and review our show to enable us to grow our audience. Please check the show notes to follow us on social so you can connect and reach out to find more about advertising with us or becoming a guest on our show. Until next time, stay well, keep the faith, and keep moving forward.